Hi, everyone. This is Joe Waters, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. And this episode is so special in so many ways, but the biggest one is because it's Megan Strand's 50th birthday. <gasps> you, just, so 50. you just added 10 years. That is not nice. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, Megan, because you are timeless. You'll always look, you'll always look 29. Thanks, Joe. Just so, like, you know, just like the show. It's timeless. That's right. That's right. So it's, it's, uh, but happy birthday, man. Thank you. I, Thank you. You have many special activities. I hope you have many, many birthdays ahead of you. Thank you, Joe. My pleasure. Okay. So on the line today, we have a great guest. We have Natasha Zero D. She's the CEO and co-founder of Micro Documentaries, and she produces short documentary films for social and environmental innovators to propel their mission forward. Hey, Natasha, how are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. How are you, Joe? Thank you for having me on the show. I thought, you know, when when Megan first told me, Natasha, that you guys did short documentaries, I thought this was like dwarf-related. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah, but it's not, right? It's short <laughs> Documentary. Now, how short are we talking about here? When you talk about short documentaries, what are you talking about? Well, you know, most of most of the films we produce are one to two minutes, although we've started to wander into the three to five minute uh, territory as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, in addition, I want to get into more about what you folks are about. But, you know, one of the things I was so interested in is I love this format because in general, Natasha, I hate video. I don't know whether it's because I'm an old hmm. man. I'm actually slightly older than Megan, to tell you the <laughs> truth, to tell you the truth. But I love the idea of someone communicating a powerful video message to me in just a couple minutes. Is that right. unusual? No, that's actually what we're, what we're finding is pretty much t- true across the board. Um, people started thinking that this was... Um, uh, kind of a youth phenomena, you know, of, of young people being so overly distracted that they could only commit their attention to one to two minutes. Right. But actually, we're realizing that this holds true um, across the board. Just recently, we had some of the U.S. senators mm-hmm. um, tell us that the two-minute micro-documentary actually helped to capture their attention on some important um, proposals that were being submitted in the form of 50-page reports, oh of goodness. which they had so many on yep. their desk. So yep. this helped to kind of catch their attention, that, and then also to help convince other senators to get involved as well with a very concise two-minute message. Mm-hmm. Tell us what defines a documentary for you, because when I think one to two minutes, I think that seems really hard to do, create a documentary in, in well, just a couple minutes. I mean, that's not even time enough to eat popcorn or have a drink <laughs> or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, documentary refers to kind of the, the approach we take to making these films. Um, since we focus on helping social and environmental innovators primarily and kind of these partnerships between corporations and nonprofit organizations, we have found that some of the most powerful messaging is going to be authentic, which Mm -hmm. means real people telling real stories. Mm -hmm. Now, it also happens to be much more affordable um, to produce uh, a two-minute piece 
using a documentary methodology rather than a commercial. You don't have any actors. You don't tend to have huge crews. Mm-hmm. Um, you tend to leverage free resources like the sunlight, for example. All of our productions happen at sunrise or sunset, mm-hmm. um, which otherwise would be terribly expensive to try to rep- reproduce using um, commercial lighting equipment, which is what those guys do all day. That's interesting. Right. I would have thought the the cost would be higher to pr- to produce a documentary. So it's interesting that you point that out. Yes, it's a fraction of the cost, which is why it's a really nice option um, for for cause marketing. And then the, um, in terms of keeping it to one to two minutes, you have to make sure that um, that you're even if it's that short, that you still have a proper narrative arc that you're following. There's Mm -hmm. a beginning, a middle, and an end. That it's a complete story within the two minutes. Yeah, so it's it's short. It's it's not short. It's compressed in terms of how you make these things. Well, actually, that, that gets you close to one of the most typical pitfalls that we experience, um, Mm -hmm. which it doesn't really mean compressed. It's more, you can think of it more as a taste because um, one of the mistakes that you really need to try to avoid is trying to pack as much as you can within those two minutes. Then you lose all the breathing space. You lose a lot of the emotional connection and nobody really cares about what you're saying because you're just like bombarding them with information. And that's the easiest way to turn the audience off. So who should be creating a micro documentary? Why, why would an organization want to consider this versus, I mean, clearly, if you have a 50 page report, you're trying to get in front of Congress, that mm-hmm. potentially could be better captured in video. But if you're a nonprofit organization, if you're a cause marketer, who is prime for this type of communication? Like, what are the goals that I should be looking at if, if this is something I wanted to pursue? If you are um, if you are having trouble capturing your audience's attention, you're, and you're finding that your audience is busier, more distracted, and oversolicited than ever before, if you are finding it difficult to stay top of mind with them, mm-hmm. and if you are looking for ways of increasing your influence. Um, with that audience and inspire them to join you on your envisioned future, then I think that this micro documentary format, this short documentary style film format is very appropriate. Mm. We, We only started doing this work three years ago and we have been very privileged to have worked on more than 1,500 films during wow. that short wow, period that's a of lot. time. So give us, uh, you know, tell us about a success story you've had. So um, maybe um, maybe I can just kind of, I, I just wanted to finish one thought and then I'll yep. move into this, which is that what we're seeing over um, over the course of producing these films is that cause marketers, both on the nonprofit and on the corporate side, have an opportunity of stepping into the role of publisher Mm -hmm. in order to capture their audience's attention and stay top of mind and increasing um, their influence. So when they are able to do this and produce short, insightful, inspirational, educational, at times entertaining content in bite-sized format, Mm -hmm. then they are able to 
capture the attention of their audience and stay top of mind and increase their influence um, with them. There's a couple of types of ways that you can do that. One is through overview content. We had a project um, that we worked with. with um, uh, a, It was a partnership between um, Clarins mm -hmm. and Feed. And um, it, they wanted to produce an overview piece um, to highlight the work that they, they had done. And it was going to be presented at Carnegie Hall in New York before um, a concert that, that helped to raise uh, money for a million meals. Mm -hmm. And um, by going into the field, into Central America with them, Within a couple of minutes, we were able to tell the story, take the audience behind the scenes, and actually have a real good sense of the work that was done. And mm -hmm. this was um, this was used in support um, of the um, of the fundraising efforts for for this particular campaign. Mm -hmm. And are you incorporating a call to action in all of your videos? That's exactly right. Yes. Uh, you know, as much as we love our craft of filmmaking, what we're really here to do is help move our clients' missions forward. So that's that's where we start is who is the audience? What do they care about? And what action are we looking to inspire in them? Mm -hmm. we, we like to say that the time has passed for awareness raising mm -hmm. and that we're really looking to inspire an action. You know, Natasha, I have a question for you. I wonder if you, if, and tell me whether or not you saw them so that you can comment on them. But I noticed in the Super Bowl this past year, there were a couple cause related um, ads uh, that were shown. One of them was really popular. It featured uh, the voice of Paul Harvey talking about farmers, and it was produced by oh, yeah. Ram Trucks. And, you know, these are short pieces. You know, they're, yes. they're actually long commercials because they're a couple minutes long. But in some ways, I think they kind of fall within that criteria. And you know what yeah. I thought was really interesting about this, Megan and Natasha, is these videos also turned out to be the most popular videos of the Super Bowl. You know, now that yes. may just be a reflection on a bad advertising year, but I think it says something about what people like. Yeah, this actually, so previously we talked, we just touched a little bit on kind of overview content. This is content mm -hmm. that, that serves to orient your audience um, in terms of the solution that you're working on. So it could be a program overview, an organization overview, testimonials, third party yep. expert. Then there's a whole other category which we like to think of as original content. Mm -hmm. And I do remember that farmer's piece. I remember yeah. thinking that it was actually quite beautifully done. Yeah, right. Um, and it's interesting because we're seeing commercial companies trying to imitate the documentary style in their right. work mm -hmm. and, and, yep. and in some cases being quite successful at it. Although I can guarantee you, you know, they probably spent you know, 10 to 50 times more yes. um, to produce price. it. Yeah, no, than, I bet there's a huge price tag on something. Than, like. than what we would um, do. And original content at its best, okay, mm -hmm. at its best, has no hint of the brand behind it mm -hmm. until the very end. <laughs> right. Right. So this is a story that is not at all about the organization or the program or the partnership or even the solution that is being worked on. It's actually um, all about the deepest aspirations of the audience mm -hmm. and 
um, content that will reflect that within the context of what the organization has to offer. And it's brought to you by the partnership or by the organization rather than being about them. Right. And, huh. and what the mistake that I have seen happening in several of these big efforts has been that the, that the companies can't help themselves but try to insert yeah. their brand somewhere. <laughs> right, I know, right. right. And Not that realizing that the best thing they could do is, is stay out. back. Oh. And, yeah. And feature in this case the cause, which I think. Now you mentioned, you know, that's a really important point in terms of you know where the brand belongs in, especially a short video. Is there other advice that you would give to nonprofits when doing video? I mean, there are a lot of people who listen to us. They run small nonprofits. They're probably not going to have the dough even to invest in someone like you to do a video for them, uh, Natasha. But what would you recommend in terms of some video strategies for them? So one of the most important ones I would say is that to keep in mind that before I want to hear what you have to say, Mm -hmm. I want to know something about you and I want to like you. Mm -hmm. That is something that people forget when Mm -hmm. producing these films. These these are stories. This is not a presentation. And a powerful story establishes that human connection at the front. So Mm -hmm. take the extra few seconds to do that. And that's something that we find many of our clients reluctant to do, um, Mm -hmm. is to kind of bring their personal stories or their personal sides into it. Mm -hmm. But when they do, that makes for the most powerful pieces. Is there a place for humor in nonprofit videos? Of course, of course. Uh, that's actually goodness. one of the best. <laughs> that's, you know, done right, yeah. or not forced and non-contrived. Yeah. That's actually one of the best ways to establish a human connection, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it was interesting, and, and Megan, uh, you remember this too, when we talked about, um, we talked to the folks at Movember, which uh, the men who raise money, and the men and women who raise money for uh, prostate cancer, and one of the things he was talking about is how important humor is to his cause, because of course no one takes men seriously, and uh, and we need to be funny, because you know, because, you know we're sad with, with women's causes, we're sad with animals, we're sad with kids' causes, but people don't want to hear it when it comes to men so they need to have fun with it yeah yeah and you know actually that also makes me think of one of the nicest compliments somebody gave us um one time was they said they're like if i had to describe micro documentaries i would say you guys um specialize in solution trailers i love that Mm. solution trailers that's a great tagline Yeah, I can be depressed for a few seconds, but make the kind of the weighty part of the film give me the solution and and not only the solution, but then in paint a picture of the future and invite me to be part of that. So it's it's very much aspirational. I mean, it's kind of like you're the video equivalent of Pinterest. 
in terms of Pinterest is this photo sharing site that's supposed yeah. to be aspirational in terms of what we want to be. And yeah. these micro documentaries that you're talking about are moving pictures about yes. what we hope to be. You just always have to bring it back to Pinterest, don't you, John? I know. I just love Pinterest. Hey, I'm just I, sick. I, I want to I shift the conversation just slightly because we've been talking so much about content, which, of course, we could talk about for 20 minutes, no problem. But you, before the show, had alluded to something that's really important, and that's how to get your message out once you've produced a video or a, or a mm-hmm. piece of content that's really valuable. Can you talk about some strategies for people to do that and mistakes that you've seen, potentially some tips that you can offer as well? Well, I'm sure that this doesn't apply to your audience at all, um, because I'm sure that they would never do such a thing. Oh, they're all professionals. Mm, (laughs) They're all professionals. (laughs) But one of the strategies that we see over and over again, which, you know, um, is very sad, is the post and pray strategy. Oh, yeah. When it comes to uh, content production, and it's a waste. So... Uh, however, we can understand why that's kind of the default um, in terms of, of distribution. It's because it's very difficult to go online and find good strategies for how to distribute your films or your content once you go through the trouble of investing to produce it. So what we have done over the last couple of years is we've collected best practices from our clients and beyond, and we have created a really nice uh, distribution guide that gives you um, a guidance on on how to leverage your investment. Um, everything from how to the basics on how to post and some SEO strategies mm-hmm. to kind of how to leverage your film through social media and oh, and events and partnerships. And I I'd love to offer your audience um, this as a gift. It's usually something that we we maintain um, for our clients. But if they would like to request a copy of it, um, they can just go to our website, microdocumentaries.com. Microdocumentaries has a dash, so micro-documentaries.com. And they can say that they, they heard this um, on, on your show, and we'd be happy to send it to them. So is it just a matter of them emailing you from your site, or is yes. it somewhere on your site? Um, no, they they would have to contact us and just request it. Ah, very good, very good. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's fine. So, what, you know, what's interesting is, you know, here we are talking about uh, the power of a few minute uh, video, videos that are just a couple minutes long, but mm-hmm. we have something out there, Vine, um, which was recently introduced by one of the co-founders of Twitter, and uh, you know, you're talking about six second videos now. What do you think of that format? At first, we were really excited by Vine because we're like, ooh, a trailer of our micro documentaries. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we started playing around with it and creating six-second trailer um, versions. But what we found is that we couldn't get over the annoyance of the looping. I just wish they would turn that looping off or at least make it optional. Hmm. Because otherwise, we haven't really found a, a useful... Um, a, a useful way to use it, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's, so do you think, though, do you think six seconds is enough or is it not enough? You know, six. You know, it's, that's, I mean, that's short. Six seconds can give you a little taste. I mean, think yeah. about just one single image, right? One yeah, single right. image can give you an impression, can can stir a feeling and an emotion. Yeah. So in 
you know, six seconds, it, it's definitely a challenge. It's much harder than creating a one to two minute piece, which in turn is much harder than creating a 20 minute piece. Right, right. Huh, that's interesting. Well, this is all so yeah. fantastic. And it's so nice to talk about a different medium. So much on this radio show, we talk about social media or we talk about traditional media. But it's nice to talk about a, a, diff, a different methodology. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, channel, yeah. really, to, yeah. to communicate the story. A new so format, right? A new format. Yeah. So thank you so much, Natasha, for sharing your knowledge with us. Can you tell our listeners where they can find more about you? You've shared your website also, but do you have a Twitter handle or other places you like people to connect with you? You know, it's all on, on our website. There's also a link to our YouTube channel, and there's dozens of examples of films. So the best place um, for people to go is micro-documentaries.com. Excellent. We will put that into our show notes for sure. And Joe, where can people find more from you? Oh, well, of course, they can visit me at my blog, SelfishGiving.com, or find me on Twitter at Joe Waters. What about you, Megan? Where can they find you? I will be tweeting with you on Twitter at Megan Strand, also for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF, and I blog for the Cause Marketing Forum at CauseUpdate.com. And you can find Cause Talk Radio on Stitcher Smart Radio as well as iTunes. We do request that you subscribe to iTunes, leave us a comment somewhere in SoundCloud, which is our player, and we will look forward to connecting with you in another episode of Cause Talk Radio. Thanks so much for joining us today. 